0: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, hosted by the always smart-assed and brutally honest Shorky sisters. Ripping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, two-time winning fitness champion, certified personal trainer, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, author of Jacked on the Beanstalk, plant-based fuel for vegan athletes, and has an ass that's out of this world. Along for the ride is Sarah, her sister, A stay-at-home mom who drives a minivan makes a mean fudge brownie, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and without regret. To unlock and share the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. To boldly go where two very different but genetically similar minds probably shouldn't go. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan, Come along for the ride.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. Today is a very special recording day because for the first time ever. We're not actually recording at CHUO radio station. Instead, we are in the comfort of my very own apartment and are attempting to record using the fancy microphone I bought recently. And I think the sound quality is uh, pretty tight as long as Sarah um, speaks loudly enough. Um, And Aaron, uh, our producer, is actually away this weekend, hence why we're testing it out. So let's hope for the best.
2: And hopefully Aaron won't be cringing through the entire episode.
1: Yeah, I was I was actually thinking, since Erin uh, is always giving us shit about doing cat mouth and has even edited out um, our smart-ass attempts at cat mouth, not once, but several times we try to include it in there, <laughs> since she's not here today, um, shall we start the episode with a little cat mouth action, Sarah? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. But maybe we should actually explain to our listeners what cat mouth is. Although it's probably self-explanatory. And uh, anyone who has a cat will definitely, definitely understand what it is.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Ready?
2: Cat mouth, ladies and gentlemen. ha Erin. Can't take that one out.
1: Well, actually, she can because I'm uh, forwarding her this audio file for editing. But, yeah, speaking of cat mouth, I definitely do notice how often other podcast hosts have cat mouth going on. And Erin is correct that it is super annoying. Let's see how many times we can fit it in. And, (laughs) Erin, please don't cut it out. Yeah, speaking of Erin, the three of us actually watched the new Netflix movie, Oakja after our last recording. Since it's obviously a very vegan-inspired flick, I thought we would talk about our thoughts on it for a little bit, shall we?
2: Yeah, it was a really good movie. Sometimes it can be kind of hard to get across, you know, this type of message without it sounding too much preaching to the choir kind of thing, but I feel like Ocha really pulled it off.
1: What? How does that make any sense? It's on Netflix. Why is it preaching to the vegans?
2: no i I mean that, as much as I'm always rooting for the animal compassion movies, it's hard to get that message out there. You know, most veganism movies appeal to vegans, so maybe mm. the message isn't reaching the masses. I feel like Ocha Ocha Wood. It was a beautiful movie, beautifully shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it agree. had a slew of good actors, yep, um it was funny, super funny. I laughed, I cried, definitely, <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think we should give a little more info on what the movie's actually about for any vegans who've uh, been living under a rock for the last month and aren't sure what we're even talking about.
2: Well, it's basically about, um, like, a huge Monsanto-type corporation trying to come up with the ultimate product. And by product, I mean uh, mutant super pig, allegedly the cutest in a batch of super pigs. Oh, yeah. Who were whipped up by uh, genetic scientists into like a poster animal for a revolutionary line of meat uh, that was supposed to end world hunger.
1: Different farmers from all over the world were um, commissioned to raise one of these super pigs, and Okja, the prize pig, was raised by a young girl and her grandpa. But yeah, the young girl, Mija had no idea what the end fate of Oakja was going to be. And the movie also features a group of animal rights activists, um, the ALF, Animal Liberation Front, uh, who are an actual real activist group. And, of course, they're trying to take down the corporation. And I thought it was a really well-done film. And more importantly... Very thought-provoking because you obviously can't help but make the connection that what happens to Okja is precisely what we do to pigs and cows and chickens and all kinds of animals every day all over the world. And yeah, so by the end of the movie... All three of us were, of course, bawling our eyes out.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were basically a big bag of snot and tears by the end of it.
1: Yeah, we even spent a few minutes, like, reflecting on who we are and how important our mission in this world is to really open up people's eyes and see that there is no real difference in a fictional character like Okja and the millions of animals that we mass-produce for our own human consumption. And I really hope that people who watch this movie can acknowledge that this is reality and all animals want to live. They all want to be happy and all animals feel fear and they feel pain. And I highly recommend that all you beautiful vegan souls out there watch it. And then, of course, trick your friends and family into watching it as well.
2: I think the the cool thing, too, is that it's, it's also about the connection that can be made between humans and animals and, you know, seeing beyond our differences. And at mm-hmm. the very core of all of us is this uh, sentient being capable of that connection. Mm-hmm. And if given the chance, we can all see that and feel that. So, yeah, after the movie, we all had this conversation about how the message would reach people and... Uh, I was sort of saying that the biggest problem, I think, is that a, a lot of people are just numb. You know, it's it's too easy to remove themselves from the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just go to the grocery store and pick up this piece of plastic-wrapped meat without thinking about who it came from, you know, the, the pain and suffering behind it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've always said is that we don't live in an age where people go out and hunt their food. We don't have to look our food in the eye and you know I think if we did we would live in a very different world it's
1: interesting because the night after we watched it I was here and I was playing with Dwight my little fur baby and he was purring his little heart out and looking up at me while I was rubbing his tummy and I said you know Dwighty I hope you never have to know what pain or suffering feels like. Mm-hmm. like I was just thinking about how happy he is because he's only really known a life of love and joy because I've had him since he was you know an eight-week-old kitten and then I just started to think about these billions of animals at that very moment who you know were awaiting their death in some god-forsaken slaughterhouse or factory farm and who would never get to look into the eyes of a human and actually feel love and happiness and safety. And, like, that truly breaks my heart and is like, making me yeah, want to cry right now. Take
2: it down and not. <laughs> um, I'm a little verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, can we change the subject here? Or I literally just had an image of someone like you doing their morning cardio while listening to our podcast and just running on the treadmill with, like, tears streaming down their face.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry hey. about that, guys. <laughs> Go watch Oakja on Netflix. Please try to get all your non-vegan friends and family members to watch it, too. On that note, I think it's a good time to switch to our other topic, uh, which is all about energy clearing. We are going to delve into on the podcast.
2: Can't wait to see how how your segue is going to work there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like us to all take a long, deep breath... Let us meditate, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, sitting comfortably on our sit bones, and now I would like us all to do cat mouth.
2: (laughs) Nothing charges my chakra like cat mouth. (laughs) And I think Aaron might have just quit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But at least we've thrown cat mouth around enough in this episode that she's kind of forced to include it. Hey. Right? Yeah. All right. One more time. Let's do it. Take that, Aaron.
2: One can never get enough cat mouth. (laughs) Unless you're Aaron.
1: (laughs) Good. That was a good mood change. We needed the cat, the cat mouth saved us. We thought we would talk about energy and all forms of energy from positive versus negative energy to natural ways to boost your physical energy levels. Sarah, why don't you give us a rundown of what kind of spiritual energy you bring into the world and what your physical energy typically is on the daily.
2: Are you serious? I I don't even know what that means. Uh, Could
1: you maybe define spiritual energy? Spiritual energy, young Padawan, is the manifestation of, let's say, divine, pure love and is the life force that binds your soul to your body. Are you
2: referring to the Force? I feel like Luke Skywalker sitting in Obi-Wan's hermit cave. It's an energy field created by all living
1: things.
2: It surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the galaxy
1: together. Oh, that was awesome. Um, but no, I, I guess for me personally I'm more or less talking about things like, um, healing crystals or essential oils and
2: breathing Oh, you mean horse shit?
1: No. <laughs> Uh, Just kidding. Uh, Does that mean you're getting a lot of value out of the healing crystal that I gave you a few months ago?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm joking a little bit. Uh, I actually like that idea and find it somewhat interesting. I just have a little bit of trouble letting go of... My cynicism, I guess. But having said that, I did carry that crystal in my pocket for like a good two months. Okay, good. But I didn't do jack shit.
1: <laughs> well, I'm wearing one of my necklaces right now, and I must say I'm feeling pretty damn amazing. Interestingly enough, the crystal I gave you was citrine, which is known for bringing inspiration and energy into your life.
2: Maybe I should get it in uh, necklace form.
1: Yeah, I, I have a few of them. I quite enjoy, but you're you're not worth the necklace. Oh. Just the crystal <laughs> was was what your salary uh, afforded you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so here's my experience with healing crystals. I tend to go on these like little tangents where I'm super into something and yeah basically a long long time ago a co-worker of mine when I was in corporate world gave me a rose quartz crystal after I'd been through a really rough breakup and she had written the words love on one side of it in capital letters and at the time I remember thinking what the fuck is this and I threw it into a box for like at least five years (laughs) then when I moved back to Ottawa um, this past year had all my stuff shipped over from Vancouver and I found the box with the crystal in it and I looked at the letters on it and the word love and I actually sat and reflected and asked myself... That's throwing this thing into a box for the last five years and paying no attention to it. Has it jinxed my love life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so I immediately started googling the meaning behind these healing crystals and what and especially when someone gives you one. what is the special power of rose quartz? you might ask. Apparently, it helps with emotional healing and creates universal love. And it even said that Rose Quartz would help me to accept myself and be guided by loving light and energy and not be bogged down by my self-inflated ego. (laughs) And so from that day forward, I dusted that love crystal off and I put it into my meditation space, aka my storage locker. (laughs) To this day, every time I meditate. I hold it in my hand And yes, the necklace that I'm wearing right now is also a rose quartz crystal, in case anyone's wondering. And I got this from a little eco consignment shop. So I hope that whatever person owned the necklace previously, uh, I hope they had good energy and they're not (laughs) leeching their shitty energy onto onto me right now, because I paid 10 bucks for that necklace and I thought it was a deal.
2: Is that where you picked up my crystal? Maybe that's what the problem was with mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I even like did the whole ceremony ceremony on your crystal to put good energy into it so dust that one off too yeah yeah also i should mention that apparently there is zero scientific evidence to support whether crystal therapy does jack shit or not (laughs) but basically what you can do with them you can place them on your body you can hold them in your hands you can display them in your home and you can even keep them in your pocket or gym bag like i do (laughs) Some yogis and hippies claim that they act as a conduit for healing, allowing positive healing energy to flow into your body whilst negative energy flows out. But yeah, basically, crystals, they got that vibrational energy, yo.
2: Marky mark.
1: And actually, (laughs) they're even used a lot in modern technology. Get this. Really? Yeah, they are built into things like computers and cell phones to help turn the mechanical energy in these items into electrical signals. So I guess all these crystal fanatics then believe that they can also pick up vibrations from the human body's energy centers, or chakras, as you were mentioning earlier, Yes, uh, which are aligned with our endocrine glands because of their own similar vibrational properties, Apparently, they help flesh out negativity.
2: Right. (laughs)
1: but yeah i think we can all totally relate our beliefs about healing crystals to whatever spiritual practice we want to believe in and follow to help get us through life so for some people it's crystals for others it's religion then for people like me it's the belief in karma and the power of the universe you know you always hear me saying it the power of belief baby huge
2: yeah, everything happens for a reason. That's what Sammy always says.
1: <laughs> Yet I feel like you're looking at me like, oh, God, what bucket of gelatin-free hippie worms is Sam going to open up
2: now? I was <laughs> <laughs> wondering where you are going with that. No, but you did. You made a fair point, though, because, I mean, if you dissect any belief, religious or otherwise... They all sound a little out there.
1: Yeah, and this is actually something I try to instill into my own clients' thoughts and something I'm always working on myself, trying to implement uh, into my own thoughts and behaviors. What I mean is that I consciously, intentionally, and purposefully choose my own beliefs. So whether that is something physical, financial, relationship, emotional, or spiritual, whatever those beliefs may be, those beliefs are the only determining factor as to whether I'm actually able to accomplish anything, anything in life at all. So regardless of whatever the event or circumstance is... It's the power of belief, and more specifically, the power of my belief that is behind everything and that will determine whether I accomplish it or not. And I know I always say, don't focus on the outcome, but the outcome is really only dependent on whether you believe that that thing can or can't be manifested, so that's why i always say power of belief is huge not so much being attached to the actual outcome
2: that's some deep shit sammy
1: i know right and we cannot change a lot of the shit that's going on in the world fine of course but what we can use the power of belief is ensuring that our own lives aren't too badly impacted by it, right? Like, I feel like this should be a whole other podcast episode that we can cover, um, you know, all just about the power of belief. But I do kind of want to end this train of thought by sharing that I help keep my beliefs strong. By having a lot of daily intentions that I recite. And I know when I give um, presentations at expos, this is something I always talk about, is having daily intentions. So because I believe that we can change our negative thoughts and and replace them with positive ones by constantly stopping our inner critic dead in its tracks and repeating those daily intentions... Um, But yeah, some of my daily intentions, for instance, um, are statements such as I intend to live the most beautiful life possible with harm to none and benefit to all. And I truly, truly practice that and believe in that. And it applies to everyone, from my friends, my family, my clients, to um, just people I run into in the street. I intend to live the most beautiful life I can with harm to none and benefit to all. Or another one I I love is, um, I'll say, I intend to see beauty in everything, everywhere I go and in whomever I'm with.
2: Hmm. Beauty in everything. I like that. Um, Now that you've, you know, maybe defined it a little more and not so much in hippie terms, I, (laughs) I get what you're saying. I guess I've always considered myself a spiritual person. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that spiritual connection is is when I'm in nature, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. digging in the dirt, planting veggies or flowers or listening to the birds, admiring the sky or... Oh, my personal favorite, water. I love the sound of water. Mm. Nothing makes you feel more connected to this earth than, you know, when you're actually experiencing nature.
1: That reminds me of a quote I heard and I have no idea who said it, but it is... I'll say it in my Obi-Wan voice. <laughs> to be at one with nature is to be at
2: one with
1: yourself. I'm
2: not sure that was Obi-Wan. That actually reminded me of somebody else. But no, that, I I I totally agree with <laughs> it you. It definitely exactly wasn't right. Obi-Wan. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my Sir Alec Guinness was better than yours.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, and I, I totally get that about feeling most spiritual and most connected when we are... In nature, and in fact, when I first moved back here to Ontario, and I was staying with mom and dad for a few months. um, For anyone who doesn't know, uh, our parents live on 12 acres of forest in a log home, and it's beautiful out there. And every morning in the summer months, I ran through the trails, and honestly, some of my best ideas on life or business or whatever mm-hmm. always came to me during those morning trail runs, and I can honestly say that since I'm now doing my cardio on a treadmill, <laughs> it just doesn't happen that much. No kidding, eh? Yeah.
2: No, There actually, there's nothing like sitting in the gazebo at Mom and Dad's and... Just listening to all the sounds of the forest, it's so peaceful.
1: Totally. And, yeah, I can definitely relate to having a strong spiritual connection with nature. And, in fact, I think it's critical for all of us to spend at least a little bit of time as often as possible in nature and observe its perfect energy balance.
2: Agreed. Because,
1: like, think about it. um, Water destroys fire. Fire destroys air. Right, and those are the three, what do they call them, water, fire, and air? Uh,
2: The elements. Yes, the,
1: the, the three elements. And then there's all the birds and the mammals and the insects and the reptiles that live within nature. And somehow, with all these three powerful elements and all these different species, somehow nature balances them all out. And it's so cool when we think about that, right? Like, we can learn so much from nature. And in nature, we can learn how to balance opposing forces. And, you know, whether it's within ourselves or within, you know, our own little world, we can learn so much from nature.
2: Amen. Yeah, I, I like this episode. This <laughs> I know, is some I good mean, shit.
1: I'm yeah. thinking that too. That I I no, hope and, everybody else digs it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I do. Um yeah, no, I think you're right. I constantly think, you know, like human beings are kind of the most ignorant of all, you know? I mean, we we put ourselves, you know, at the top of everything, but we really could learn a lot from from nature and animals but now that we've uh, beaten the hippie mumbo jumbo to death maybe we could uh, <laughs> can we move on to those tips for boosting physical energy because as a mom i could really use that kind of info
1: more more than a healing crystal <laughs>
2: <laughs> although you know what the kids did enjoy the healing it became more of like they'd steal it out of my pocket and play with it and try and get it out of the little holder and So maybe all of the energy went to them. Maybe that's what happened.
1: Well, and maybe it was bringing, you know, togetherness.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I I should dig that out again.
1: Yeah. Perhaps another topic to explore
2: more in depth on a future episode as well. Sounds good. Hey, maybe we could record that one from the gazebo.
1: Ooh, good idea. Yeah. So yeah, okay, physical energy tip. The fact that I'm a personal trainer, my first suggestion for boosting energy naturally will always be exercise. Uh, As we all know, exercise helps us to sleep more soundly. One of the main reasons people complain of low energy is because they're not getting enough sleep or proper sleep. Regular exercise, of course, gives our cells more energy to burn and circulate oxygen. And exercising also causes our bodies to release those stress hormones, which, of course, in turn, makes us feel more energized and I'm not even suggesting that you have to weight train for two hours or be drenched in sweat every single day like even just a fast walk half a mile to one mile is enough to reap those energy boosting benefits and the second thing I would look at for any of my clients who come to me with low energy complaints is I always assess their diet of course so anyone who's worked with me knows I am a huge advocate for eating small protein-rich meals and snacks, which would be every 2.5 to 3 hours rather than 3 big-ass meals every day. And I personally find this approach can greatly reduce your perception of fatigue, too, because it gives your brain a steady supply of those nutrients that we need, and it doesn't overload your digestive system with a ton of food that has to work extra hard to digest. Also, eating foods with a low glycemic index, and I know I talked about this on the first sugar addiction episode, low glycemic, it basically means that sugars are being absorbed slowly. um, And that may help you to avoid dregs and energy. That can definitely happen after eating high glycemic, super sugary foods or refined starches such as cookies or cakes or pastas and things like that versus foods with a low glycemic index like high fiber veggies or nuts, seeds, things like that, beans. Um, Basically, it's the high carb foods that typically have the highest glycemic indexes. And it's your proteins and your fats that will have low or zero glycemic indexes. So making sure that you've got like a nice balance um, in your diet and, you know, not eating highly refined processed carbs all day long. Because, of course, you're going to experience lots of highs and lows with your energy levels um, as your body works to uh, digest that.
2: I might regret asking this, but... I know there's a lot of us out there who rely on coffee or caffeine for boosting energy. Good or bad?
1: That is my go-to as well. So with caffeine, you have to be careful. I mean, it definitely does help increase alertness. Um, I am an admitted coffee addict and having a cup definitely can help sharpen your mind. But we have to remember, too, that our brains also get really used to the caffeine over time. And in order to continue reaping those energizing effects of caffeine, you're going to need to increase the amount that you're consuming in order to get that same kind of stimulation. The problem with too much caffeine is, of course, it can be really hard on your adrenal glands. Let me explain what happens when we drink a cup of coffee. So basically... Your brain sends a message to your pituitary gland to release a hormone that tells your adrenals to produce the stress hormones adrenaline and cortisol. The thing is, if you're drinking a bunch of cups of coffee every day, you'll start to notice a weakened reaction after long-term high caffeine intake, your adrenals also, weaken and their output of the hormone starts to suck. So, I admit that for me, at this point of my coffee consumption, one cup really doesn't do much and in fact I always drink an espresso before the gym at like 10pm and it really? does yeah always every every day and it does not affect my sleep at all and I know another wow. bodybuilder who will always joke that it's 11pm and we're drinking coffee and then other people are like oh my god if I have caffeine after 2 I'll be an insomniac yeah. all night and, and think about how when you're sleeping at night your bodily tissues get dehydrated and we need water to filter out all those toxins that we're consuming and improve energy production in our cells but what's really bad is so many people go straight for the coffee when they wake up which is a diuretic of course meaning it depletes your body of water and essential minerals and electrolytes like sodium potassium calcium magnesium So yeah, if anyone is taking anything away from this episode, I would say definitely make sure you're drinking a big ass glass of water every single day. The very first thing you do, definitely drinking water before coffee. Just yeah, just drinking water will be good for boosting energy. And that's another thing I'll often ask clients who are complaining of being tired. Okay, well, how much water are you drinking? Because if your body is short on fluids, one of the very first signs is a feeling of tiredness and fatigue. You should be aiming to drink at least two liters of water per day. Bonus points if you're getting like three to four liters. Um, Especially if you're working out all the time, which does not apply to you, Sarah.
2: (laughs) No, no it does Um, not.
1: And obviously this doesn't apply to either of us, but uh, both cigarettes and booze, definitely not boosting your energy levels. (laughs) For any of you smokers out there, bear in mind, nicotine in tobacco is of course a stimulant as well um, so if you're suffering from insomnia and you're a smoker that's probably a good cause of, of your insomnia and then alcohol actually has the opposite effect it has a sedative effect so if you're always tired and partaking in nightly happy hours or liquid lunches as I used to say <laughs> when I worked in mining um, try cutting out the booze and see if that helps you to stay awake. Did you know that we have what is called a circadian rhythm? And that tells our brains when to feel alert and when it's time to sleep. And it's actually a fact that people have a drop in mental performance, usually around two and four every day. So there's two points every day where we get tired and one is before bed. So it's around like 11 p.m., I believe 10, 11 at night. And then the other one is between two and four.
2: Ah, that's interesting. Because before I had kids, when I was working full-time, between like three and four, I was done for the day. And I'd usually end up going out and getting some kind of, you know, sweet treat or at least a cup of coffee to help get me through the, the last couple of brutal hours.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what most people do. But it's our circadian rhythm that uses light and the absence of light as triggers to help our bodies determine where we are in that 24-hour cycle of the day. So this is cool. When it gets dark, melatonin is released and we get tired and go to sleep. And then when the sun comes up, the light triggers a similar biological response, which of course wakes us up. So for those of us who are working inside all day long in, a, in an office or whatever, which is most of us, the best thing when that afternoon tiredness hits is to actually go outside and sit in the sun for a few minutes, or even better, go for like a little brisk walk around the block. So I wanted to touch also on some herbs, That I've used in the past to help boost my energy especially when I've been in hardcore prep mode and dieting mode and five cups of coffee just ain't cutting it so one of my favorite things is an herb called ashwagandha root and I take it in supplement form And what I'll do is I'll combine it with a Korean ginseng supplement as well. And so both of these herbs are considered adaptogens, which enhance the body's resistance to stress, fatigue, anxiety as well. And these adaptogenic herbs are also awesome for balancing endocrine hormones, like I was mentioning about the the coffee overuse, and boosting immunity. Especially for those of us who are dieting hard and working out like maniacs, you definitely need to be including some kind of um, adaptogens into your program basically they're believed to have a balancing effect on the body by either decreasing the activity of your overactive systems or boosting the activity of your weaker systems so I always suggest to my competition girls or anyone who is experiencing a lot of mental or physical stress or anxiety or really anyone who wants to increase their physical performance or their endurance start taking this combo and let us know how it goes for you. Oh, and if you're not doing that lemon water in the morning yet, get on it. I should have mentioned add lemon to that first glass of water you have every morning. Although caffeine does have its perks for boosting energy. So again, I said coffee, it's really hard on your adrenals. It's also very acidic. Whereas lemon water is very alkalizing. If you're putting a ton of sweeteners in your coffee, you can have major blood sugar swings, which will end up making you more tired later on. So what I do is I do that big glass of lemon water and then I have coffee after. And I'm telling you, you will be having some good energy and mental clarity after that combo, especially if you include those adaptive herbs.
2: So there was something you were saying. Since the majority of the population is forced to be confined to a desk during the time when our bodies are trying to tell us we need sleep is there some kind of magic midday energy boosting cocktail we can have that will restore energy levels without eating a cupcake
1: i would probably have a protein shake with a teaspoon of maca root added to it so in case you guys aren't on the maca train yet it's uh maca comes from Peru and it's actually part of the radish family but it has a sweet and kind of like butterscotchy type taste to it fun fact, the Incan warriors used to consume it before they went into battle and today naturopathic doctors recommend it for all kinds of things like anemia, chronic fatigue as like an energy booster something to boost your stamina athletic performance and also good for uh, your memory too And this is something that I take every day and I have been for several years um, because it's also good for balancing hormones and increasing your sex drive. (laughs) Um, You'll notice as you get into your 30s, ladies, that PMS gets really worse the older you get. So um, something to look forward to. Taking that maca root really helps um, balancing out your hormones, for sure. And it tastes good. And honestly, mixed with a scoop of vanilla protein powder and, you know, whatever dairy-free milk you like uh, would be a really good midday energy-boosting drink that is a hell of a lot healthier than a Frappuccino at Starbucks or birthday cake in a cup as Daddle, he <laughs> dad always says yeah. actually i used that at starbucks yesterday they m- made a drink by mistake and we're like oh do you want this like you know whipped cream infested frappuccino for free and i said oh birthday cake in a cup and they're like
2: ha, 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 ha. thank you rick
1: all right well i feel like this episode is uh Kind of a long one, or is it just because we don't have Aaron producing it? Whatever the case, I feel like we have covered quite a bit. Go uh, us for doing yeah. this home recording. Yeah. yeah, I feel like
2: this is a good one. You know, we delved into some pretty heavy things. You know, finding compassion in a cruel world fueled by mm-hmm. greed. Yeah, the spiritual awakening, <laughs> our body's connection to the universe through light and darkness. <laughs> yeah. And Let's not forget, most importantly... What? Cat mouth.
1: (laughs) Once more. (laughs) I also wanted to finish up by mentioning that... We received some really awesome reviews from subscribers on iTunes this week. So thank you so much to everybody who has contributed those. I think we should start reading one on every episode to help encourage more of you to review. Because I know there's a few of you out there. I see how many downloads we get.
2: Remember, the the funnier the better Yeah, you know, whoever wants to support the cat mouth, you know, we can start some sort of movement and Aaron can't...
1: (laughs) And if we select yours to read we'll even do an An
2: impression of what we think you might sound like. Ooh, This could get interesting.
1: So please make them as obscure and funny (laughs) and random as possible because you just might Get yours read online So today we actually have a review And I'm just going to pull it up here Because it's on Facebook From Robert M Robert says And I know he's listening to the podcast So I'll try to give you as sexy Of a voice as possible Who I have no idea what he sounds like But this is what I imagine Here we go Just listen to your sugar detox results podcast
2: Is that sexy? (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to second the listener who complimented you on your voice and your laugh, Sam. I know you didn't choose these things, but they're made for broadcasting, as are your smile and your mannerisms. What I've seen of them in video clips, anyway. Basically, you are adorable, even without your epic booty. <laughs>
2: I, was, that was like a cross between like Morgan Freeman and like Matthew McConaughey or something yeah?
1: well I hope Robert enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed your review so thank you so much Robert for the kind words and the ego boost and for the opportunity to rub it into Sarah's face that everyone clearly loves me
2: yes thank you Robert <laughs>
1: what song will we be singing to conclude today's completely random episode on oakja and energy
2: this was difficult to try and find a song that um could work for oakja and the being passionate about veganism uh spirituality and also energy <laughs> um but I, I feel like i nailed it i gotta say here. um It is Irene Cara's What a Feeling, the Flashdance theme song.
1: Ooh! Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Good one, Sarah!
2: fun fact, uh, when I was little, I used to dance my little butt off to this song in the basement of our home. And then as soon as I would hear somebody open the door to come down to the basement, I would just stop and sit on the couch all awkwardly.
1: Yeah, I also remember this movie well as a young girl and absolutely loved this song and i gotta say props to sarah for every week coming up with a really good appropriate relevant song from the 80s we didn't give her much uh much bandwidth here to work (laughs) with and yet i can honestly say i am blown away that every week she delivers so i'm glad that i put sarah on this task and i knew she'd kick ass
2: Although somebody did suggest, uh, somebody wants us to do a podcast on pooping. So I have no idea what the song will be that week, but...
1: uh, I have faith. I know you will come up with something. Now we've
2: just put so much pressure on myself, I'm screwed.
1: If anyone has some podcast topic ideas that they would like us to cover or interviews that you would like us to do, please, we are so open to suggestions. You can hit me up on any social media platform or shoot me an email to sam at jackedonthebeanstalk.com. And I am really frigging excited to sing this song so let's get to it first when there's nothing but a slow glowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep
2: inside your mind all alone I have cried silent
1: tears full of pride in
2: a world made
1: of steel made of stone well I hear the music close my eyes feel the rhythm wrap around take a hold of my To hear some uh, Instagram Insta story posts Of your impression of cat mouth And please tag Aaron in it (laughs) Strawberry killer on (laughs) Instagram Alright that's it Have a great week everybody Shorty sisters out